Welcome to the Digital How To, a series of interviews with digital marketing experts on how business owners and marketers can discover ways to improve their interaction with consumers online. I'm your host, John Simpson, and in this episode, we're focusing on how to get started in Google Ads. You may notice in the podcast that we mention answering questions that we receive from the audience. If you want to participate in our live recordings and have your questions answered by our guests, visit 2060digital.com DC and sign up for free to join in our live discussions. That's 2060digital.com DC. Today, I'm joined by Brandon Train, digital campaign strategist at 2060digital and a leading expert in Google ads marketing. Hey, Brandon. Hey, John. Thanks for joining today. I want to start with probably the reason most people are on. How do I actually get started with Google Ads? What does that mean for me as a marketer or a business when I'm trying to get my word out to the right people? Yeah, that's a great question. And Google Ads is such a large space to advertise in. You could first probably think about their search marketing and how they got started when placing ads within Google search results. And then display with simple display ads across a Google display network. And then the third thing, when they bought YouTube and a huge advertising space for video like YouTube. So how do you filter through all that and say, you know, where do I get started? What's best for me? How do I field all these requests that could be coming in either from Google saying, get started with Google, or from other agencies saying, here's an opportunity for you to get started with Google ads. So the first thing to do is to just think about, you know, what type of advertising do I want to get out there? Do I want to show up in Google search? Do I want to get my brand messaging out there in a display creative? Or do I have a video that I want to promote? And really, John, the first thing in getting started with Google ads is to first determine what that step is going to be. What type of advertising do you want to get out there to your potential customers? And you mentioned it, a lot of it seems to have to do with content. It's based upon either what content I have today, what I plan on producing. That's going to drive a lot of what kind of ads I want to show. Or does it really depend upon the audience? Uh, exactly. It It is about the content. If you think about it and getting started, you want to make sure that you have the assets ready to to put out there into that audience, whatever that audience might be. If we're going to focus on search for a minute, that's the most simple way to get started. You don't have to have display creative or a video produced to get started with search ads. Google makes it very easy for you to create a campaign, set your target audience, whether that's geographically or by the certain searches you want to show up with, which are keywords, and then you can very easily enter in your ads as text. So that's the most simple way to get started is on is on search. Very simple. Then if you do have the assets and the team to develop some engaging creative, whether it's static, like an image ad or a, or a video for YouTube, then you can start to entertain those mediums as places to advertise. And is it as easy as I just go to Google, I think it's ads.google.com, and I just start something, I'm up and running? Or is it a little bit more complicated than that as far as you know finding which are the best options for me, setting things up, or how, addition, how much additional work do you think I'm going to need beyond um, doing it myself? versus having an agency actually work on it? Sure. Yeah, that's a fantastic question. And my perspective is going to be very interesting because I live within Google Ads every single day. So I know about all of the 
intricacies of setting up a campaign and ways that you can have success from the start or challenges that you might see when you first open up Doodle Ads and get started. One thing that I will give Doodle credit for is they're putting a lot of resources into making it very easy for a business owner or a small marketing team to get started and to have success early on. They've recently updated their whole user experience. They've created new campaign types that make it pretty simple and uh, time efficient to get started. Now, with that being said, it is a rather unforgiving platform. It is a platform where you enter in all of your information, starting from the billing. You know, you either put in a credit card or an invoice invoicing setup, and you set your budget. And with that, you can very easily, you know, slip a, an extra decimal in there that you that you didn't want. So even though the setup piece of it could be relatively simple, especially if you're just trying to start with a text ad campaign for Google Search, you definitely want to make sure that you check all of the settings, you have your targeting set up, and you're really going to reach the intended audience with the intended amount of money that you want to put towards that campaign. And a lot of, whether it's search and display or video, um, obviously different ad types have to do with different content, but is there a difference as far as the conversions or that end result, um, whether not just this is the kind of content I have, but these are the kind of things I want people to do. Does it really matter which one I do or will either one of them fit my need? Can you go a little bit more into if I'm a roofing company, I'm trying to get more roofs versus I'm just trying to get more people to fill out a form on a website. What kind of tool makes the most sense for me, especially if I'm just getting started? Yes. Another great question and thinking about all those things and saying it might be more cost efficient for me to get clicks from a display ad or views from YouTube than uh, potentially high cost per click uh, metrics that you could get from Google search. And they're all not the same. Even though the metrics are named like a click is a click, that user behavior does vary between each network between display, YouTube, and search. So at 2060, we talk a lot about the user journey and where you're going to reach your potential new customer or even your, tar your, your current customer that you might be trying to reach for a new product or service along their journey in uh, sort of closing that loop and becoming a customer or taking advantage of that product or service. So on the display and YouTube side, you're going to reach them kind of higher up on that journey. You know, maybe they're a little bit farther away from finally purchasing that product or requesting that service. So you're getting that brand recognition out there and you're getting the exposure to what message you're putting out into this ad network. YouTube, very engaging. You could get you know, a lot of views, a lot of impressions within that network display is the same way. You want to make sure your display creative has a call to action that speaks to what you want that user to do. But for those two networks, you're not going to see the direct conversion numbers that you might see from search. Just something that I talk a lot about is push versus pull advertising in the context of putting search in the bucket of pulling that user towards your site and then displaying YouTube, you're pushing that message out towards an audience. So we're going to transition into search. You 
are at the mercy of that user coming to a Google search and typing in whatever it is that they're looking for. So to use the example of a roofing company, they might say, I have a leak in my roof or I, I'm having this issue or whatever it might be, you know, maybe new shingles, old house, and you can type in all those different keywords into your campaign. And all of them are going to have varying levels of cost depending on competition, search volume. But in that moment that the user is searching, they're more likely to fill out that form, to call the business, or to uh, purchase that product um, if you have e-commerce than they were when they were first introduced to your display ad or when they saw your YouTube video. So they're much lower down the funnel of that user journey, and they all go hand in hand. So to say that it's only important to run ads in search and that's it, and not to consider the the branding element that could go into it, uh, they all feed into each other. And you definitely want to make sure that you're trying to reach users at as many points along that user journey as you can. And I think that answers one of the questions I was going to ask as far as do I need to be on one versus another, not just for my actions, but am I okay with just doing search? And I don't need to do anything else versus I can do just display or YouTube versus one versus another, either based upon expense or just what my audience is. It sounds like you're suggesting a more holistic journey, um, influence them along the entire journey as much as possible. Definitely, definitely. I mean, do you want to consider the the restrictions, the restraints, or even just simple budget that you might have? I say restrictions and restraints, like you might not have the creative elements that could go into a, a display campaign or a YouTube campaign. For display, there are some tools within Google that allow you to create some dynamic-looking templated display ads. I think that they that they work in some in some places where you're going to get those ad impressions, but the best practice is to come up with your own ad creative, uh, whether it's utilizing a partner uh, like 2060 Digital to help create those ads, uh, but you definitely want to make sure you put your best foot forward for your own brand and your own brand standards. But I realize that that's not the case for everyone. So you definitely want to make sure that you, you have that in mind and you say, you know, it's really important for me to, or it's most important for me to increase my site traffic and to measure the leads that are coming to my site, whether it's through phone calls, form fills, or products sold online. If that's the case, it might be best to start off with a search campaign. And I think that's something that we've, talked a little bit as far as, you know, why I should start with one versus another, but also what the goals are. Um, and this gets back to why I'm even getting started with Google ads to begin with a competition. I know is something that comes up a lot when we're talking with potential organizations that they put in their own brand name and then an ad for another organization shows up and they wonder, you know, how is this possible? How's it showing up there? Do you find that most people get started with Google ads because they see the competition already doing it? Or is it really just because they know they need to increase their brand awareness? I've definitely run into to instances where the competitive nature comes into it and someone would do a Google search and see a whole bunch of ads before they might get to the organic listing and then realize that they don't have an ad campaign themselves and they need to be in that spot. But for the most part, Google search is just such a large area and simple place to advertise to, to reach your users. I mean, that's really the end goal at the end of the day. How am I going to reach a new audience? How am I going to reach new customers? And 
millions, if not billions of people a day are going to Google search to look up anything and everything. It's finding the hours of, of the grocery store or the restaurant that, that you want to go to this afternoon. It's requesting information to to come and fix up your house or literally anything. And there's millions of users there. So it, it's a place to to reach potential customers in a saying that Google uses a lot in moments that matter. And we talked a lot about the user funnel and the user journey and users are ready to take action. And if you present them with an opportunity to get to your site, you can control the messaging that they see when you write the text ad, whether that's your brand name, a current offer or promotion, or a unique selling point. You bring them right to your page. You give them a clear step on what you want them to do. More than likely, it's a form or a phone call. And then you have generated a lead within seconds. And hopefully, you can optimize the campaign where that lead was uh, – it didn't cost you that much, and it's going to be a revenue-positive place for you to advertise. And you've worked with hundreds of different organizations within Google Ads for you know both search, display, video, and lots of different pieces. Is What do you think really separates the top competitors, top performers – versus people who have a lot more room for opportunity? Is it um, optimizations? Is it copy? Is it just some people have more dynamic imagery than others? What do you say really separates the top performance from others? Definitely, definitely. And I, and I definitely have to address the elephant in the room on, on this specific question, and that is budget. Budget is incredibly important for executing a successful Google search. Now, I'm not saying that you have to break the bank and setting your daily budget super high in order to compete with your biggest competitor. However, there is a relative threshold for getting started. I, I use the analogy of merging onto traffic, just like if you're going to get on the on-ramp to get onto the highway. You do have to be moving a certain speed in order to keep up. And Google's going to help you to to see that. There's tools within the Google Ads platform that says, here's a recommended budget. Your ads are limited for for the money that, that, that you have set to spend. Uh, and here are some ways that you could increase, and here are some reasons why. Now, that set aside, optimization is incredibly important. But more important than that, to your campaign and really to the core of what Google is trying to accomplish with their platform is the user experience. Now, first thing about Google search is a mobile first platform. Users are on mobile devices doing anything and everything on any app, and they are searching on Google way, way more. I don't have the stats handy uh, on mobile versus desktop. So you have to consider that user experience. If you're going to bring your user to the website, what does your website look like on mobile? Does it load quick enough? Is there a clear call to action, and is it very simple for them to complete that action from their phone of any size, whether it's an original iPhone or a new Samsung that flips out into an iPad? So you have to consider the user experience as the first thing when advertising your Google. It's paramount to what Google is requiring of their advertisers from an editorial standpoint, from a speed standpoint, and you want to make sure that you have that and you're doing all that you can to improve upon that. Now, within the campaign itself, yes, there are a lot of tools to optimize keywords and set your bids, and 
utilize some new technology that Google is putting into the platform for uh, automated bidding. They're putting a lot of, of technology in place for uh, for AI and learning better placements for your text ads, for your display ads, or for your YouTube videos that are going to, in the long run, be better ad placements to achieve your goal. And the goal at the end of the day is going to be that conversion action or multiple actions that you have set up within the Google Ads account. And I think that gets to a point of something else that sometimes people forget is that it doesn't Google ads is going to do as much as it can to help you, but it's also about just driving people to a spot where they can actually take action. Um, you, you mentioned a lot about mobile. Do you find that if there's so much more engagement on mobile versus desktop, should I focus on one device versus another or does it depend on the call to action? What do you usually see from people? There are some specific examples where I would recommend a shift towards spending the the budget on users that are on the desktop. And there are ways within Google Ads to do that. You could place bid adjustments on either a tablet or a mobile to shift those users or to shift the dollars towards users that are that are on their computers. It just depends on what, what you're requiring of them. Let's use an example of a, a campaign that is trying to generate applications, a recruiting campaign. Now, most applications require a lot of information. That could be for a job or maybe even for a scholarship. So let's say you have a scholarship campaign and you're trying to get more people to apply. That could potentially be an example where you consider that end experience and say, I only have so many dollars to spend. Let's make sure that I get that end user that's sitting down and is going to be more enabled to complete this action that I want them to take. No one's going to be sitting on the train or sitting in the passenger seat in traffic, filling out a long job job application that requires them to attach a resume, put down their social, whatever it might be, or the same goes for a scholarship application to attach the cover letter and all those things. So again, it goes back to that user experience and there are optimization techniques within Google Ads that help you to adjust your campaign towards that end goal and that experience. And a lot of the questions I'm seeing through in the chat box have to do with ROI, um, how to prove that return on investment. And it's something you've touched on uh, a few times, but I think it probably makes sense just to go a little bit more into it as far as within Google Ads, how do I prove um, what I'm putting within the system is actually getting back those conversions on the end? Is it something I only track through Google Ads or am I do I hook it up with some maybe a CMS or a CRM or something else I have on my side? What's that best case scenario of where I'm actually proving that I spent this amount of money per month, I'm getting this much back in my business? Sure, sure. Very complicated question for for a uh, a simple answer because it could be different for every organization or institution. You, you brought up some some examples of a CRM system that could be tied in. Not everybody has it the opportunity to work with a large CRM system like Salesforce, even though that is one place that has a direct tie-in to Google Ads. So does HubSpot also has a direct tie-in to Google Ads, just as two examples of technologies that directly speak to each other. There are a lot of e-commerce platforms that tie directly into Google Ads, like Shopify or BigCommerce. On a more simple level, Google Analytics 
is the primary source of data that we use at 26C to take a deeper dive into that user journey and to measure ROI. So if you have goals set up with your, in your Google Analytics that are tracking phone calls, tracking forms completed, or online sales, you can sync those goals directly into your Google Ads campaign. When you do that, you start to enable these additional columns of reporting within Google Ads, or if you're solely relying on your Google Analytics, you can sync all of that Google Ads data directly into the Google Analytics platform, and you can see things much more clearly than if you were to toggle between platforms and try and measure your clicks to the amount of forms that you generate. Um, it, it all can speak to each other uh, pretty pretty easily if you, if you tie them in. With that being said, you know those numbers are are there. They're there to be evaluated and read within context. You want to have at your fingertips knowledge on forms that you generate that could potentially turn into leads. So let's say if you generate across the board a hundred leads a month, what's your percentage of leads that you turn into new customers? You might be able to use that number and start to apply that back towards your ads campaign, numbers that you're generating from organic search, from direct. So there's definitely knowledge that you'll have to have that's unique to the business and then utilize these tools, whether it is uh, a CRM tie-in or an e-commerce tie-in or just simply trying to loop in your analytics account and then measure all that site traffic, all the goals that you're generating and then at the end of the day, look at how much money you're spending within Google Ads and seeing if it's a revenue positive effort for you. And some of the other questions I'm seeing through the chat box are about people who are running their own Google Ads campaigns right now. Um, it could be on display, it could be on search, um, but they're not necessarily seeing uh, the results they want. And there's lots of reasons that are coming through. But what would you say is the biggest reason that people don't typically see success out of the box with something like Google Ads? Yeah, another great question there that has many many answers to it. What I'm what I'm seeing more recently as Google is trying to get a little bit smarter in in, in bidding away from a you think about a very manual bid process if you're going to go in uh, to a car auction where you say here's here's X amount of dollars I want to spend on that car. If I have the highest bid, I win I win that car. In this case, even though it is still an auction-based platform, it's much more complicated than that. We've talked a lot about user experience, about ad relevancy. So there are some things that Google's putting into the platform itself to try and have campaign managers, whether it's someone like myself or a business owner or a small marketing team that is running the campaign for you know directly for that business. There are things that are putting in place that you can take advantage of, but they take time to learn. Uh, I was just recently at a Google conference, and they used an example of trying to explain artificial intelligence. And they gave an example of a, an, an old school game, and they tried to apply an AI solution to it. And it didn't learn how to play that game until the first, let's say, 100 times. But after it started to figure out how to win, it got really, really good. But that took a little bit of time. The same example can be applied to your Google campaign. At the very, very beginning, 
Google's not going to know exactly how to tie in that search to place the right ad that's going to lead to the most direct conversion point. However, if you run the campaign for a month, for a quarter, in time, all things considered, let's say you don't decrease the budget, you keep the account structure the same, the ad location targeting is relatively the same, it's going to improve if you have those settings in place to let it have the success that it more than likely will have if you have it set up correctly and just let it let it ride. And to that point of just letting it ride and, and setting it correctly, is this, are there features within Google Ads that allows me to um, have Google take the wheel and do whatever it's going to do best? Or is it a matter of where I do need to actually be looking at it every day, every week? A lot of the questions we have as far as, you know, I'd love to do this, but I don't necessarily have the time to put in all the efforts to you know, do it as well as it seems to be we need to do it based on the stuff you've seen so far. Yep, yep. Definitely a complicated question for me to answer because I would love for Google Ads to be a, a set it and forget it platform and then everything's going to be great. You come back at the end of the month and all the numbers look, look fantastic. But like I said at the beginning, it is a platform that requires effort and all the data to be entered in by the advertiser, by the end user. That is everything from the billing setup to the daily budget you're going to create, the the ad copy or creative, you know, checking for uh, checking for spelling, you know, making sure that if you put in Washington D.C., you're not targeting ads in Washington State. Uh, there are checks that you want to make sure you, you you have in place that ensure you are executing the campaign the way that that you want it to be. So if you make changes. Every first week of the month, and you don't go back in until the the next month to address those same changes. Let's say that you you slipped an extra decimal into into your your budget, or you adjusted your bidding from maximized conversions or maximized clicks to manual bidding, and all of your manual bids were set at ten cents. Then you potentially lost a whole month of generating good results for that campaign, which unfortunately could take some time to recover from, especially if you're trying to let Google, at the end of the day, optimize the campaign for more end conversions. There are avenues of executing a campaign within Google Ads, whether it's YouTube, display, or search, that do not require as much optimization and attention as others. Let's use the example of your, your geotargeting. If you're targeting the right audience and the numbers are looking great across that county, zip code, city, state that you have, you won't need to adjust that. That's your target market. That's pretty set. There you go. There could also be 75% of the keywords that you're you're running just do, do great for you. You get good results from them. Then you only need to spend time on the remaining 25% adjusting those keywords to get you a lower cost per click, a higher click-through rate. So in time, things could get a little bit easier, but just because it can be an unforgiving platform and there's no refunds, you definitely want to make sure that you're checking it more frequently. And we're just about out of time for today. So I want to get to, there's still a lot more questions, but I think probably the biggest thing that would be helpful for people as a takeaway is, What's that one thing that they need to know from either today's conversation or if they want to get started with Google Ads, what is that next step? Definitely. And there's a lot of places where you can you can do that. You can, in two seconds, go to 
go to Google Ads and create an account and get started. But we talked a lot about having that goal in mind, knowing exactly what you're trying to achieve. If it's very simply, you know that Google is a place where there's a lot of opportunity to reach potential customers, then you need to think about what assets you have on hand. Do you have a creative team? Do you have a video that you want to put out there? Or are you very simply just looking to reach users that are more ready to take action that could potentially be search? So if that's something that you are ready and you know exactly what you uh, you need to do and how you want to do it, it should take you just a couple hours to get started, and then your your ads will be running by the end of the day. But more than likely, it's not that simple. You have a, a complicated message. It, there's nuances. Uh, you're not sure if your Google Analytics is set up correctly to track those end conversions, or you're not sure what those end conversion points are. Then you know you might want to spend some time, map it out, and potentially uh, work with a partner to make sure that you have it all set up in place and that we're going to have success from day one. So, Brandon, one of the questions that we're receiving in the chat box that I thought was interesting, but we didn't really have a chance to sh- address was I am using Google Ads right now, but my ads keep showing up for things I don't want to show up for or things I don't offer. What am I doing wrong? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. And I know that we've talked a lot about optimizations and just the general idea of optimizing the campaign. But this is something that speaks to a very specific example and optimization that you put into the campaign, and it's called negative keywords. Now, this is a really, really interesting uh, checkpoint within Google Ads to make sure that you, the advertiser, are filtering out any of those fringe searches that could be relevant to your business, but not exactly. I use the example uh, that is relevant in these times where a lot of companies are trying to hire. So let's say you're a local heating and cooling company, and you're only focused on reaching homeowners that want to replace their furnace or their air conditioners. But I also know that it's very important for these companies to find and hire new technicians. So if you have a campaign that's only focused on new customers, you can enter in negative keywords into that campaign for jobs, hiring, careers, resume, and you could have a whole brainstorm session on things that that might be relevant to your campaign, but it's going to take away from the core focus of that, which is to reach new customers to go and service or replace their, their air conditioners. Just as an example, that's a great question, and negative keywords is where you want to go to try and help your campaign have more success. And that's something else that you talked about people actually, you know, replacing air conditioners or what that end of the line piece is. We mentioned earlier as far as how to prove ROI, but we never actually talked about the specifics about how to connect Google Ads with maybe other stuff where you have going on. I mentioned CRM, which stands for Customer Relationship Management System. Um, but there's even an easier way based upon, I think what you had mentioned with Google Analytics. How do I make sure that one system, Google Ads, is actually talking to a different system, Google Analytics? Correct. Correct. Google can be really tricky when you potentially have many different logins. If you have a login for your Google Ads account, but then you use a separate login for your Google Analytics, you're going to have trouble in connecting these two, these two pieces. So the first thing that you want to have in place is some clear communication and all these accounts 
are under the same login. Now, if you don't want that to be your personal email address, I might suggest creating what we call a dummy account, where it could be you know, business.reporting at Gmail. Therefore, you can tie in all these Google assets under one login, and you can start to link things together. So if you're just getting started with a Google Ads account, but you either have not started running your ads or they've been running for a couple of days or maybe even they've been running for a long time, but you know you don't have analytics linked up, the linking itself is done within Google Analytics. It's done under the settings and then property section. And there is a drop-down menu specific for Google Ads where you click the link option and then if everything is under the same login, you can check the box to link that account, and then you're in good shape. That's great information. And I'll make sure that we're also illustrating that um, in some of the resources we have afterwards. A lot of what, what struck me is when we're talking about search versus video versus display, is that we're almost thinking about them from two different or like three different solutions rather than one platform. How does display or YouTube or search learn from each other within Google Ads, and what be- what ways can I use best practices for one to influence the other? Yeah, that's that's a fantastic question. Google's putting more resources into their audience-based targeting, which is pretty robust for YouTube and display as you are pushing those messages out to predetermined audiences, whether it's uh, in-market users for certain products like health or you know beauty or maybe even like sports products that you would utilize within those creative elements like YouTube and display. You could also add them in as observation audiences in your search campaign. So you can use the same learnings that you have set as targeting within your push advertising like display and YouTube and then bring that into your search campaign to help monitor and help better understand who that end user is that is performing the search. And then at the end of the day, you're also giving Google some more information as to what you're trying to accomplish, who your target audience is. One really advanced piece of Google Ads, and unfortunately they do have a requirement of spend within the account for you to utilize this feature, and it's uh, to upload your own list, whether it's an email list or predetermined customers or you know anything that might be unique, you know, first party data to your, your organization, you can upload that list under the business data section of Google Ads and you can start to utilize that. Here's a real life example. If you're a gym, a fitness center gym, you have a whole list of of users that have already become members, but then you're going to go and run a new campaign focused on generating new members. You can upload that list and Google will do its best to match up that list to Google accounts and you can exclude all those users from your campaigns, whether it's search, display, or YouTube. And that's just a check to make sure that to the best of your ability, you're utilizing the tools at your disposal to reach as targeted of an audience as you possibly can. And the one final question we have is, where can I learn more about Google Ads? Is there a place online that I can learn a little bit more about strategies or some sort of resource center? Definitely. And I utilize this resource center on a daily basis in answering uh, questions about how to access accounts, 
or you know what is this new feature with Drupal Ads? What how can I learn more about it? It is the Drupal Ads Help Center, and there is a help center that's unique to Drupal Ads, meaning search and display for the most part, but then they also have a separate resource center for YouTube because some of the questions for YouTube could get much more in the weeds than some simple instructions for a paid search ad. So that's a, a quick Google search. You can just go right into your browser, type in Google Ads Help Center, and it's going to take you to a place where you can search within the Help Center and ask any question. You're going to get a um, a mix of results that are either articles curated by Google or advertiser forums from people like myself going in and ask questions or advertisers like you, and then getting responses from from your peers or from Google reps that monitor those those forums as well. Fantastic. Well, Brandon, we're out of time, but thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, John. You can subscribe to the Digital How-To Podcast through your favorite podcast player to get a new episode delivered to you right when it's available. And don't forget to see some of the links of the resources that Brandon shared today and learn more ways to grow your business online by visiting our page at 2060digital.com DC. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time on the Digital How-To.